everybody that's out there listening to the sixth episode of This Is Why I Drink. I got, I got Big Shaw back with me. He's double dipping right now. <coughs> I, I, call, <laughs> I called him out on not uh, not uh, being too big on the cognac last time, so he's double dipping. Now he's chasing it with some Coors Light. He's like, I got this. I got this. So welcome back, Shaw. Appreciate you being here. You loosened up. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, you good? Loose, loose. Loose, loose? Yes, sir. I don't ever want to hear you say that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> and then CJ, who brought an insanely great point to the conversation piece during the last episode. Uh, Welcome back, my friend. It's good to have you here. Yes, sir. Always. Always Absolutely. good to be here. Absolutely. Be here. And CJ is loving the cognac. Yeah. I'll, yeah. 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 Can I? Too? Real, no. 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 Oh, my God, no. 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 No, that is, that. no, he's not doing that one right now. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, can I tell you what CJ said to me when I, when I asked him what he thought about cognac? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> I said, so what do you think about, are you a cognac guy? And he said, man, as long as it's dark, laugh out loud. I said, why has it got to be a dark thing? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it fit really well with what we're talking yeah. about. So there you go. Right. There you go. Uh, but no, I, I do have to give you guys, you know, and I appreciate you again being here more than you can even understand i do have to give you a little bit of shit especially you shaw why is that because of a little bit of lackluster communication <laughs> with confirming us getting together this time and when i say a little bit i thought you were dead for two days <laughs> man i had a busy busy weekend i know literally i i have to give you hell because it takes all of 10 seconds to say right. we're good you're right i gotta give you a hard time Dude, bro your communication was sucking harder than a midget trying to pay her way through college with blowjobs it was that <laughs> bad <laughs> it was that's great it was bad <laughs> It was oh, terrifying. Gosh. And no, that is not the beer talking. I actually came up with that one completely on my own. <laughs> so anyway, everybody, welcome back. This is Jeremy, Shaw, and CJ. And welcome back to This Is Why I Drink. Cheers, guys. Good to have you back. All right. Now, we, like I said, in episode five, we went after the fact that cj brought a point to the table that i i hadn't ever really considered or heard before and it was that slavery was a choice and we went round and round about it you all right yeah all right and it it was great i mean that's it's something again that i can tell cj you feel very very passionate about and there were times where literally you you could see yourself sitting there just flexing over (laughs) and over and over again and i believe that everything starts with choice okay choice then gets expounded and expanded whichever term you want to use from understanding and awareness and so that's what i want to start us off with now on this one is that we talked about it being a choice now i want to talk about the self-awareness and accountability of being able to change your paradigm to improve your choice in that regard because we keep talking about racism 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 okay well that term only stays what society has made it if we don't ever sit there and look ourselves in the mirror and take those three character traits that we talked about from day one into account which is humility self-awareness and personal accountability without justification you don't say, well, this is what I've been through. Yeah, okay, I want to hear what you've been through. Just stop. Don't use it over and over and over and over again to the point that it becomes a crutch. Does that make sense? Well, 
And Shaw, I wanted to throw it to you to say we've talked a lot. You, on the very first time you guys were here, brought up how you used to hate cops. Okay, you brought up your TSA experiences. And I want to hear from you how taking accountability for yourself and becoming more aware changed all of that for you. To me, it was just uh, I had a very closed mindset. And as soon as I, I mean, like we've talked talked about in the past, it's just you have to have an open mindset and be willing to converse rather than um, argue. You True. know what I mean? Most people nowadays go into conversations knowing they're going to lead it into an argument. Yeah, fact. Um, That's you know absolutely I mean? like, true. And some people then, just love to argue. Like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's okay. I mean, I love to argue and I love to be right, but... I hate arguing. But to me, I, it's, it comes with maturity, I yeah. think, you know? Like, the people you surround yourself with plays a huge factor in that, too. Agreed. And um, I just feel like I... I was mature enough to start um, actually listening to people instead of just hearing them. Okay. And okay. Um, that, like I said, I love cops now. Yeah. And I have, a, I have a whole different perspective on it. Now, what has that done for you, though? What has it changed for you? I want to I hear how the awareness of self to know that you were intentionally going into these encounters looking for essentially confrontation let's call it spade a spade when anybody goes into a conversation with somebody of different ethnicity different gender whatever they and says that i know i'm probably going to get into an argument you're looking for confrontation you can't say well i know it's probably going to happen forgive me you fucking want it to happen yeah. <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't even cross your mind so tell me how that has changed things for you well to me it, i mean i've built friendships and relationships uh, I mean, like with you, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, you used to come into the gym, and I used to just call you random, random ass names, like, Larry, yeah. Jeff. It's like you look like a Larry, you know. Yeah. And now we're on this podcast right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, to me, it's just uh, you got to be willing to understand that not everyone is racist, you know. And <laughs> he, he smiled when he said that. I, don't know I mean, why. it's simple things. It's it's funny because it's so simple. Yeah. You know, it's, um, yeah, not everyone's racist. And, um, I mean, to me, it, I've built friendships and a lot of people are missing out on, like, business moves and uh, lots of other things. Like, I have a lot of, I know a lot, I mean, I had to use the color, but I have a lot of white people that I'm cool with now that I'm going to, I have business relationships with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that would have never happened if I didn't have an open mindset. Absolutely agree. It's domino well, effect. Yeah. you ha If you are willing to sit there and realize, hey, I'm not always right. I don't need to argue with everybody. Mm -hmm. And you go into a scenario with a mindset of wanting to learn and connect versus put your foot down and automatically just have to prove that you're right. It's insane. Like, okay, for instance... Uh, <laughs> this is a topic that will be discussed further down the road when it comes to, say, relationships with ladies. I can't tell you how many times I've engaged in a conversation trying to get to know somebody, and one, they, they hear how I sound, they see, you know, the bald head and the beard and all that, and apparently, like I've joked before, it, 
I, I guess I look like a fucking Nazi propaganda poster <laughs> or something. You know, <laughs> seriously, I am. I'm not kidding though, because they they love the deep voice, and then all of a sudden, what I hear after a little bit is, "Would you just have like really aggressive points, and you know, and you're like you, I can tell you like to be right." What they're looking for when they say stupid shit like that is they're looking for me to go, no, I don't, no, I'm not, and they're looking for me to get that reaction. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're looking for, they're looking for, they're poking the bear to see if I'm going to basically roar at them, Mm -hmm. and then they get to play the victim. Well, if you look at it from a perspective of ethnicity and or racism... It's the same tactic. That happens all, yeah, it's happens the all the same time. It's the same tactic. And the same people fall for it. Exactly. Every, every fucking <laughs> every time. Every single time and they fall for it. To, yeah, I mean, I, I used to be that person. <laughs> yeah. And when that changed, like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I used to be at rock bottom and now, you know what I mean, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, you dude, know what I mean? after I got to know you, I was so tempted to buy you this giant hookah tower. <laughs> Just, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, but I mean, I to, to go off like what CJ said in the last episode, and we're kind of talking about excuses, um, like the cards you're dealt. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody earlier, um, father figures, you know what I mean? A lot of people I've seen, I have, I have friends with father, fa- I mean, without father figures mm-hmm. and they're totally different people. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you can use that as an excuse for so long. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. You can't use that after for a certain point. Like. It's on you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that, that's a good point. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to cut you off. Well, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, yeah. that, that carries on to life itself and right. specifically into these conversations we're trying to have. Yeah. I mean, I, I know my best friend doesn't have a father figure and he's about to be a doctor. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And he was born in New Orleans, you know, mm-hmm. single mother. You know what I mean? Shout out uh, to you. I already know who you're talking about. You know, uh, and he, he uh, high school dropout. Went to community college, got a 4.0, went to Emory. Now he's about to be a doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And on the other hand, I know people without father figures and they're in a totally different place. So how is that possible? Yeah. You know, you, you're dealt hands, uh, you're dealt cars and, you know, how, how are you going right to play moves. it? Yeah. Too, too much cognac and chasing. Okay. <laughs> no, Most, but seriously though, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just, that's real. excuses. And yeah. 100%. Go ahead, CJ. I know you uh, got some. I just forgot what I was about to say. I apologize. What uh what what were you talking about before before but uh before you talking about the homie uh just that just excuses excuse oh yeah 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 Card you just to bring excuses. that yeah just to bring that up I think and I've I've fought I've fell victim to that right now as far as um uh, one of my favorite uh motivational speakers is Eric Thomas I don't know if y'all have ever oh, heard yeah, of yeah. him but I love that oh. dude and he talks about how like um. Yeah, like a lot, a lot of us have been knocked down before, mm-hmm. whether it's for our own reasoning or just outside reasoning. Um, but he's like, if you're still down after two damn years, that's your damn problem. Mm-hmm. That has, if you're still down after five years, six years, and I find myself sometimes, um, and I'm just speaking off personal experiences because, uh, go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't like throwing other people out there and stuff like that. But just like with me, um, I think people accept that more when you talk about yourself sometimes so absolutely with me um especially after all the shit i just said in the last episode <laughs> so um <laughs> so with me like I, I find myself you know calling victim and saying that i'm victim and this and that and just laying on the floor and just laying down and keep using the same excuse and not getting myself back up 
Yeah. And I think, you know, we do that a lot in this world. And, um, you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta make that choice. Are you going to stay in it or are you going to get yourself out of it? Absolutely. 100% agree. And that's it. That's everything it boils down to. Cause I don't give a damn if it's, if we're talking about racism, religious persecution, sexism, whatever, mm-hmm. ultimately every single thing boils down to humility because you can't have self-awareness and personal accountability if you're not humble. If you're just consumed with self-sabotaging pride, you're never going to see the other two. Yeah. Okay. If you aren't, once you become humble, if you don't look yourself in the mirror and say, damn, I do these things. Holy shit. And don't beat yourself up about it. Just recognize it. Exactly. Yep. Just yeah. look at it and say, shit, they're right. Mm-hmm. And then number three, personal accountability without justification. Because that justification automatically negates the first two as soon as you justify it that's pride kicking back in once you say yeah 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 you know i yeah i i do these things but but but, yeah yeah, you know i do these things you know it's uh, you know it's because though yeah you know or (laughs) it's bullshit yeah it's complete bullshit once you start that justifying process then all you're doing is completely starting over. Exactly. Now, do you have to do that mentally at times? Yes. I agree 100% that sometimes you have to reset mentally after you catch yourself in the justification. What I'm saying is don't keep doing that. Don't put the action of justification out there. Don't verbalize it. Once you start doing that, you're screwed. If you recognize you're doing it, then go, shit, okay, reset. That's fine. I have to do that a lot. Yeah. Because they're, when you're talking about the cards you're dealt, I mean, have I always been an insanely amazing, great, upstanding guy? No. Am I currently? Probably not. I'm still working. I have a lot of stuff to continuously fix myself. That's part of becoming who you're supposed to be. Now, with that being said, it's it's funny because I'm not justifying all of my shortcomings. What I'm saying is, in the process of becoming, there were a lot of times where I built, like CJ said, a lot of momentum. I started playing the cards right. Exactly. Then I started getting a little too high on myself. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go all in on this with my bet instead of understanding the systematic approach that I needed. Yeah. And I screwed myself. Because I thought I was I I couldn't be taken down. I was too big for my britches, so on and so forth. And that's not true. You're never too big to be taken down. Shit, even mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. You lost me. I don't know who that is. I'm not gonna lie. He's the founder and CEO of, of uh, Amazon, buddy. See, there you go. Things I don't know. There you go. He Thank flat you. out said when somebody asked him, "Do you think Amazon is too big to fail?" He said, "Absolutely not. I fully expect Amazon to fail at some point." And his whole thing was that the moment we stop focusing on our customers and we start focusing on ourselves too much is the day Amazon will fail. Wow, that's crazy. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to my business, yeah. Yeah, so the whole point is as we were getting into, Shaw, I appreciate you saying that. Now, CG, I want, we took a little detour right there, but mm-hmm. yeah, tell me, were there any moments in your life where you wanted to sit there and play the victim, put this wall up and act like, you know, Whitey's going to get me. I don't care. Whatever, uh, you know, or friggin'. <clears throat> well, I, I never, I never had the Hummus <laughs> is going to get me. <laughs> he actually said it. <laughs> hummus is going to get me. 
No, it, were there moments where you played the pity party, and then once it shifted, how did it improve? Yeah, never. Uh, I never done it in the in the way of uh, the whole white versus black thing. I mm-hmm. never blame. I think it's a more system versus the people, okay. uh, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So I never looked at it that way. Um, but as far as like I was talking about with my business and stuff, there was um, things that I was doing to get me um, just more independent. You okay. know, uh, financially in, in, independent. Yeah. And um, you know, I got I, I got to that place. I was able to have everything on my own and paying everything on my own and stuff like that. And then uh, what's that Amazon? Amazon. Jeff guy? Bezos. Okay. So when him talking about that, he started focusing more on himself rather than the customers and what got him there. Um, you know, he just started started to slip up, and that was the same thing that happened to me. And there was another certain situation that had happened um, within within my family, and I just uh, started blaming that a lot. And it, I had to tell myself, it's like, dude, for one, you made that decision, and for two, you can't, you just can't sit in that pity shit forever. Like you can't sit there forever and lay down forever. And if you do, that's that, that's on you. Yeah. And uh, I even look back on uh, one of my the first when I went to college to go play basketball my freshman year. A lot of a lot of shit was going bad, um, and it wasn't. Uh, I was told that I was going to be this and this for the college on the team, all this other stuff. I was going to be the guy, this, that, and the other. Uh, got hurt and tore ligaments in my thumb, so I was out for like two months or something like that, and um, wasn't working on my game, stuff like that. And then I uh, got word that uh, when I came home for, I believe it was Thanksgiving, um, uh, my grandma got diagnosed with cancer. And so when that had stuff had happened, I just stuff started tumbling. So then my grades got bad. So everything started. I was able to blame my my injury mm-hmm. on why I wasn't working on my game. Yep. My my grandmother on you know again why I wasn't working on my game, and then because of those things, my grades slipped. So then I wasn't able to play the second the second half of the season. Yeah. And so with all that stuff, it's just like you can't keep blaming things that are happening in your life. For what you're for what you're going through, and yeah. everybody wants to say, I hate when people say the whole everything happens for a reason. Yeah, motherfucker, because the shit that you did in the past, everybody wants to look at the at the future. Oh, it's gonna work out. This happened because such and such is gonna and it's gonna play out this way. No, you're right. Everything happens for a reason, and that reason was because you didn't handle your shit in mm-hmm. the past, and that's why you got here. Yeah. So it's it's a yeah it's a snowball effect. I right. mean, when people say karma, I. I do believe that if you constantly put mm-hmm. negative energy out there, if you constantly screw people over, if you constantly do those things, then at some point, no matter how big you are financially, no matter how you know good looking you are as a dude, no matter how hot you are as a chick, no matter how good you are at talking, at some point, it's going to come crashing down. And... Mm-hmm. The bigger you get prior to that moment, the bigger the fall. I mean, 100%, the bigger the fall. Because when people sit there and try to talk about, oh, but, you know, I, yeah, I've done some bad things, blah, blah, blah. It hasn't happened yet. I'm like, well, then just you better squat more because when your ass hits the ground, it's going to hurt <laughs> if you don't have some fucking patent. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. And that's why I, I have no problem saying there are times where I've been and God awful human being and i've had to fix it bringing that back to our discussion about racism when people want to try to put every single thing that has happened to them on a different ethnicity 
then then all you're doing is continuing the problem. And when we're talking about accountability, I wanted to get into simple, practical ways of being able to start changing the tide a little bit. Like down in Oak Cliff, I mean, we constantly see gentrification projects going on in Dallas. Man, don't get me started on that. No, I'm just, I, yeah. Where we see those <laughs> projects going on in Dallas where you've got the Bishop Arts District coming mm-hmm. up and it's looking better and better and better. And then literally, I'm not kidding, you go two, three blocks further south and you feel like you're in a 2001 Cash Money Millionaires video. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm talking shower caps and oversized SpongeBob t-shirts. Yeah, It's crazy. So my point is in that scenario, the, the mindset is... Well, this is Oak Cliff. This is the ghetto. That's just how it's always been. Instead of, like you said in episode number four, Mm -hmm. we can't have excellence in the ghetto. Yeah. When you said once you. Yeah, we we believe that. And yeah, we believe excellent lives outside of our community. Yeah. Once you start making money, you get the hell out kind of thing. Instead of people that like if say your household income is 50, 60 grand. Okay. Say it's 40, whatever the case may be. Well, yeah, you're on assistance because you got to have a place to live. Just because you're on assistance doesn't mean you can't keep your apartment clean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't keep your yard picked up. You know, it I, literally simple, simple, simple things. Now, I've had this conversation with somebody recently who tried to talk to me and say, well, but, you know, it's that's a long putt. That was the phrase that was used is that's a long putt to get them to see the incentive. Well, the incentive is not living in fucking filth. Yeah. Call me crazy. The incentive is actually taking care of what is in front of you. Why would you want to sit there and why would you be proud of being downtrodden? Why would you be proud of not working to improve? You see where I'm coming from? Yeah. In and that regard? Yeah, Go ahead. That, that makes sense. And um one shout shout out to my to my homie Shug because he actually we were talking about this and uh he says if you can't if you can't take care of what you have now what makes you think you're going to be able to when something else better comes your way mm-hmm. what makes you think you're going to be able to take care of that exactly so and that's that's, that's it's the same thing what you're saying exactly yeah. so when they talk about well what's the incentive what's the incentive what's the incentive the incentive should be your present life right now is to set up the future of generations of your family like what we're doing here not to get overly political by any stretch, if you look at the presidential landscape, okay, we, for a set period of time, we had less and less and less identity entitlement, okay? And identity entitlement could be LGBTQ, it could be ethnicity, whatever, okay? We had less and less identity entitlement, and then as we have fewer issues with racism in society as we have fewer riots we have fewer this we have fewer that all of a sudden somebody else gets elected into office that starts stirring the pot mm-hmm. in the country and all the people that went through the civil rights movement that are still alive all the people that dealt with the jim crow stuff that are still alive all of those hateful feelings start rising up and then as a society we're fucked literally yeah. we are in a position where they bring all of those things back up. And then the people that went through it, instead of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, all of that anger comes back up. And then the new younger generation is screwed. 
Why do you think I'm talking to you guys? I'm significantly older than you. Yeah. Okay. If we don't, if I don't start trying to talk to the younger generation about common sense ways of getting away from this, the younger generation isn't going to be able to carry that through. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. So that's why I'm saying it's just accountability. It, it, it shouldn't matter if you live in a one bed, one bath with four people. That is the hand you're dealt right now. That is the lane you are currently in. Take care of it. Treat it to the best of your ability. So then when your lane grows, guess what? Still have the character traits of being in a smaller lane. And be grateful that your lane is bigger. Don't start trying to act like you're bigger than... Yeah, don't start trying to act like you're bigger than you are just because your lane grew. Some of the best people I know are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And when they go out to have drinks and whatnot, they're in fucking gym clothes. Because of the fact that they never changed once money came. Yeah. If you allow affluence and status to change you, well, then that means you still don't know who the fuck you are. And that was, it doesn't matter what color you are. That's one thing that I fell victim to when everything started going right in my life. Yeah. Everything I started. Mm-hmm. Same. Well, I've done it too. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had to learn it as well. That's why I'm saying is it doesn't matter what color you are. We're all human beings that do the same stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm constantly saying I don't care if it's the ghetto. I don't care if it's fucking Highland Park Village. Take care of it. And Whatever you have presently, take care of it. And you're not always going to play each each hand correctly. Yeah. You got to understand that, you know, there's there's going to be some hands that, you know, go the wrong way. Yeah. But you got to bounce back. You got to bounce back. You can't you can't stay in that you you got to understand that there you can get out of that rock bottom. Absolutely. And I think that's the issue most yeah. people. If it takes getting a part-time job, yeah. because say shit hit the fan financially and you made some bad choices, That's crazy. then get a part-time job. Yeah. Okay. Just fucking suck it up. Work another 20, 30 hours out of the week. Okay. Stop trying to go out. Yeah. Work more. You know, if your girl leaves you, whatever the case may be, if your dude leaves you in those situations, okay, hang out with Fistina. I know it's a terrible joke. <laughs> that means your hand, by the way. <laughs> Shaw's looking at me like I have no. no idea that's a good ass about. point. Seriously, I mean, I was I was rock bottom a year and a half ago. Yeah, I got a job at twenty four. Yeah, you know what I mean. It happens. Talking to an AGM now, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, like, I and I played some 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 of the some of the cards I was dealt. I you know they went the wrong way. Yeah. But I mean, a year and a half later, I'm I'm glad I I you know I did it the way I did it. I believe that everybody has to hit their own version of rock bottom. Yeah. I 100%, yeah, I 100% sure. believe that. Now, if you've never been in a position personally, and if rock bottom doesn't mean financially for everybody. Rock no. bottom can mean, man, I keep screwing up every relationship I'm involved in. Rock bottom can mean my attitude is shit and people don't like being around me. My rock bottom can be financially. It could be a lot of different things. Again, over and over and over again, I don't give a damn what color you are. I don't care where you're from. Humility, self-awareness, personal accountability without justification. Because like we talked about in episode four before I went off a little bit and had CJ explain his point of view on slavery to us. Is 
if we want places like the ghetto, the barrio, so on and so forth to stop being those places, the only way we're going to change that is if the people in those areas start taking accountability for themselves. Now, are they probably going to have to have a push? Yeah, because their mindset right now is still so stuck that if I was to look at them and say this to them, they're not going to get it. Are they going to need a push? Are we going to get more into that on the net? Or we... uh, we'll, we'll talk. Okay. okay. They're going to need a push. I, I don't, I don't, mis- I don't want to toot my own horn in certain aspects. So I, I don't <laughs> think that that's a good idea to be, do you get what I'm saying? I don't want to sit there and talk about ideas that I have because I don't want to sit there and sound like, well, oh, yeah, I not, just... no, not, not say the idea. I get what you're saying, yeah. but I'm just saying, talk about the issues within that. Sure, we'll discuss it. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Oh, good. No. I think he drank too much cognac. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, guys, this we've we've gone beyond the the structure of getting to the definition, so on and so forth, and we know the definition of racism. We know that the definition of racism has absolutely nothing to do with your skin color. We know that constantly just leaning on it as an excuse is bullshit. Okay. Because we're at a point in society where the color of your skin, other than living, because forgive me, the trailer park is the trailer park for a reason. The barrio's the barrio for a reason. The ghetto's the ghetto for a reason. Okay? And they're that way because of, of a an ingrained mindset of, well, this is all we know. This is all we've ever known. We're never going to get out of it. Okay, well, if that neighborhood is all you've ever known, I get that. Clean the fucker up. Because yeah, when, when you look at places, again, like Oak Cliff, there's no reason for a lot of that to be as wrecked as it is other than people just not wanting to change it. Yes and no. Shaw, you disagree. I mean, as we've talked about in the former episode, Nipsey mm-hmm. Hussle. Yeah. You know, he tried to change it and look what his own people did to him. Don't get me can start started on conspiracy theories. I mean Seriously though. I'm not kidding on that note. I mean he you know, like he really tried to change, like you said, and mm-hmm. you know, his own own people I, got him. I think it's a two way street. Okay, continue. Um and that, that's what I'm talking. Are we going to get more in depth in it right now or a later episode? Or oh, the how do you want? Well, not say the conspiracy, but just as far as uh, getting the ghetto out of the ghetto. We, know, I'll, I'll tell you what, on the next one, I'm going to let you two have a free for all on that. <laughs> oh, okay. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, not arguments, because yeah. that's not no, why. Right, right, right. Part of the reason that I believe what we're doing is so, I, I hate the word revolutionary, is so uncommon is because we're approaching it with a level of respect because we all want to see things improve nationwide. It's not, I'm in this to make money and be selfish. Mm -hmm. It's I'm here because I believe we can actually make some shit happen. Thoughts. No. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So I, on the next one, I'm going to introduce us and then um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit there and say, guys, we've covered a lot on this. As CJ has already said, layers upon layers. Okay, cool. Okay. And do I want to necessarily run this for like another month and a half? 
I'd like yeah, to right. I'd like to just lay out some ideas that we can actually use and then start diving into other stuff. We'll we'll see what happens. Cool. All right. I that's why we're here though. You yeah. can't you can't find a solution if you one don't recognize the problem and then two get real about potential speed bumps without focusing on them. If you focus on the speed bumps, you're never going to find the positive solution. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because how many times do you guys sit there and say, man, I want to do this, but this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So fucking what? Do it anyway. Yeah. Start. Like I said in episode four, start. start. Yeah. Somehow, some way. All right. So gentlemen, it's been fun. Shaw, you doing better with the beer over there? <laughs> yeah, I think Friday that was nice. his. Yeah, that was... Game changer? As you yes, can tell. Yeah. Yeah. As you can tell. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. I'm a, I'm a beer guy now. Yeah, I'm a beer guy. I'm a Coors Light and Lime guy now. All right. Shout out with Cuss. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, seriously, I, I can't, again, constantly express how much this means to me to have you here and literally say, hey, I think that we're not only onto something, I think that if we put our minds together, we can actually come up with some shit that could start changing stuff. So, folks, whoever listened to all these ramblings and the massive level of uh, no structure, I appreciate it. And this is why I drink. Thank you. Cheers, guys.